0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Healthy Gamer Girl podcast. I'm Liz, the Healthy Gamer Girl, and this is episode 11. As always, I am not a doctor, and this podcast is not meant to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease, or to be mistaken for medical advice. Please always consult with your physician before beginning any new diet or health regimen. So today, I want to talk about something that probably hits every single one of us pretty close to home, And that is what to do if you don't get a good night's sleep. So basically, it's faking a good night's sleep, like how to not sleep and still feel like a person in the morning. Sounds good. So we all know that sleep is super important. I covered that in podcast five. Your mom's been telling you your entire life. Um, Sleep helps our body recover from the day's activities. And perhaps more importantly, it also helps our brain recover from the day our brains, since we don't all share one. Um, so it clears out the waste that accumulates from normal sleep, uh, normal brain function and brain cell metabolism. It's pretty important. Like otherwise your brain can't declutter, it can't clean itself out and the works start to get gummed up. Um, when we don't sleep, we feel terrible. That's pretty obvious. I mean, that's just something that I don't need to be like, study show people don't feel good after they don't get enough sleep because they just don't. It just happens. But we can't, always get the sleep that we need. So many times I've been awake, like looking at the clock and counting down the hours I actually have left to sleep. And I know I'm not alone here. And you know you do it when like you're in a raid maybe. (laughs) You're like, okay, so like we have this many more bosses to go before I get to the final boss. And I don't know, it's like 1230 now and I have to get up at six. But like that's still five and a half hours of sleep if I go now. But... I think this is going to take us, like, maybe an hour and a half more, so then I'll just get, like, four hours of sleep, but that's fine. Like, you do that. You barter with yourself. Like, that's fine. I'll take a nap after work. Like, I do that pretty much all the time. Um, the other night, it was actually something so completely ridiculous. It wasn't like I was doing anything important or anything in-game that had to actually be accomplished. I was, like, gathering alchemy supplies, which can happen at any point in time and is, like, the silliest thing to focus on. But I really like it, and I think it's fun. So I was like, okay, I just need to get this many more berries and this many more of that, and then I'll only get five hours of sleep, but that's fine. I'll just nap after work. That was pretty much my exact conversation in my head. Um, So I know we all do that, and it's just something that we can kind of mitigate the the effects of By doing very simple and super cheap things. This won't be one of those like biohacking podcasts where I'm like, okay, so all you need is $400 worth of equipment, $700 worth of supplements, and three weeks to go to this clinical trial. Got it? Good. Um, This is actually a pretty basic list. And we'll start off with the most basic thing of all, which is light. So people are designed to sync our awakeness cycles, or circadian rhythms, to natural light cycles. We wake up at the sun and fall asleep once it's dark. It's pretty basic, it makes total sense, and it's fairly intuitive. Um, It's not always the easiest thing to do in our daily lives now with artificial lights and light blocking curtains and windowless offices that we're trapped in all day. And then there's our attachment to like computer screens and cell phones and all of these things that keep us up at night so that we don't sleep well and then don't wake up properly. Anyway, it's a whole other thing. But if you go camping a lot, you'll notice that you naturally fall into this different sleep cycle where you might go to sleep much earlier and in turn wake up much earlier. And that's a lot closer to our natural rhythm. And that natural rhythm is kind of choreographed by blue light, which I'm sure you've heard a lot of in terms of these studies where they say like, oh, blue light's terrible. It makes you not sleep. Like nobody sleeps right when they're exposed to blue light. It's like okay, yeah, that's probably pretty true. All of the studies show that blue light does prevent you from sleeping. Um, what it is is it's part of sunlight essentially. So blue light is a type of light that, along with UV light, makes up the sun that we're exposed, the sunlight we're exposed to every day. Um, and while UV light is not part of the visible spectrum, blue light is, and it's the type of light that supposedly regulates. And by supposedly, I mean that studies have shown regulates um, our focus and our awakeness. So at nighttime, that's not great. It prevents you from falling asleep, it keeps you too awake, it keeps you too alert. Uh, Studies have shown that after you do fall asleep your brain is actually still very active from this blue light so it doesn't ever rest properly so the sleep you're getting isn't quality which is an argument for not being up on your computer all night. But this can actually work out in your favor So blue light wakes you up, it makes you more focused, it makes you better cognitively, better cognitively, I don't think that's a good word, or a good phrase. It makes you more aware cognitively, sure, that'll work, Um, and essentially does all of these things that you want to do, especially if you don't get enough sleep. So blue light in the morning, when you first wake up, is actually really good for you, and Studies show that it does increase alertness, um, and in fact, this is really cool. One study demonstrated this effect in people who were totally blind with no function, like retinal function whatsoever, which is so cool that without even being able to actually like see and register this light on a conscious level, these people still became more alert and more focused and more awake after exposure to blue light. So perhaps there's something that goes beyond what our eye sees, which is awesome. I think that's so neat. Um, But blue light has actually been shown to be more effective than caffeine in waking you up and keeping you focused and Might help you sleep better that following night, which is super helpful Now, how do you get blue light? You don't really need a lot of exposure to get these effects So studies show that it's about 50 seconds and that's five zero seconds That's all you need to feel this like alertness and this awakeness So 50 seconds of exposure isn't really that dramatic like you can get that And you can get that through either, um, like, one of those fancy alarm clocks that simulates sunrise. And I've linked the Philips wake-up light below, which is super cool because the light, like, when you set it, it's an alarm clock. And it actually also has, like, soothing sounds to lull you to sleep. But when you set it for, like, 6 o'clock, let's say, it'll simulate through these colors. It's, like, this big light bulb, essentially, with a a clock on the front of it and some sounds that come out. But it simulates the colors, like, of a sunrise and, like, the um, the light, like, spectrum, I guess, that a sunrise goes through to wake you up. So it's probably, like, slowly more and more and more exposure to blue light. But that's really neat because it can kind of simulate this waking up. But it's not the most accessible thing and if you need it right now you don't have it right now and maybe you don't want to put another alarm clock maybe you have a great alarm clock you love so what else can you do there are lots of apps for your phone that do this and one of them for your iPhone is the blue light therapy app and the one one of them for Android is sleep light therapy and these also kind of simulate the sleeping and waking cycles with blue light but it's on your phone so it's extra easy. Like, it's probably by your bed anyway, even though it's not the best thing in the world. But it'll do the trick. So if you download one of these apps or grab a light bulb or grab like the Philips wake up light, that is pretty much guaranteed to help you, I guess, regulate these, this light intake. So another kind of like, super cheaty way, cheaty is totally a word by the way, of doing this is just to buy an LED light because most of these studies are actually done with LED lights and this is really random but you could buy like those string lights, they call them like fairy lights, that people put up at the holidays and just string them up in your room which everyone thinks looks cool. (laughs) Like I don't think You're like, no, no, Liz, no one thinks that looks cool. Whatever. I think it looks cool. But you could just string them up, stick them on a timer, and when you wake up in the morning, they will be there looking super cool and waking you up. Or you could just buy an LED lamp um, or bulb for your lamp by your bed and just turn it on in the morning, keep it on for a minute, call it a day. So after you've done this, after you've exposed yourself to this UV light in the morning, you might be tempted to have a big-ass breakfast. And you might want to have in that breakfast like a ton of carbohydrates because sugar is a quick source of energy and you're probably going to be craving it. But eating a ton of sugar is going to raise your blood sugar, spike your insulin, and then make you crash pretty quickly thereafter. So it's like that rush from breakfast is going to make you crash. And you're going to end up in this cycle of... Having to eat more sugar and then crashing, and then eating more sugar and then crashing. And that's pretty miserable. You don't want to have to go through that whole process of like waking up, like sticking your face in a blue light, like trying to convince yourself that it's going to be okay, and then feel absolutely terrible because of your breakfast. So I would recommend a breakfast that's high in protein and fats because they'll take slightly longer to metabolize, but they won't raise your blood sugar in the same way. So it'll be this like slow and steady um, kind of energy burn all day long. It'll keep you full longer. And the protein and fats both contain essential um, elements for repairing your muscles, which is, again, super important, especially if you didn't sleep enough and you didn't let your body fully repair. You're going to need these amino acids and these fatty acids to kind of keep everything running properly. So, again, protein fat, avoid sugar, and then you'll avoid that spike in insulin, and you'll avoid that crazy blood sugar crash and the need to, like, shovel M&Ms in your face all day, and you'll have this, like, slow and steady amount of energy that will keep you essentially from wanting to smash your face onto your keyboard from exhaustion. Just good. That's a good thing. Um, Another way to kind of wake yourself up or at least prevent this awful, horrible crashing feeling is to stay hydrated and moderate your caffeine intake. So this is another example where slow and steady wins the race. Overwhelming your body with caffeine is not going to help you feel more awake. In fact, it's going to do the opposite. It'll make you more tired in the long run from all of the caffeine hitting your body at once, and it's going to dehydrate the ever-living crap out of you. And when you're really, really dehydrated, because caffeine is a diuretic, Um, It'll just like exacerbate that entire situation and it's going to make you even more tired feeling so it's like That's another thing. You don't want to throw a wrench in your day like you've woken up. You've done your blue light. You had a good eggs and cheese breakfast and with tons of bacon and Now you're super exhausted still because you just chugged like 30 ounces of coffee. So I would recommend because hydration is so important Drinking a full glass of water before you even have your first cup of coffee. And that's something that I've heard as a recommendation just for waking up in the morning, like a regular wake up. And that's because hydration, again, keeps everything running smoothly. Like you need water for your body to function. And when you don't have water, everything becomes a little bit sluggish. So if you just kind of load your body up, but obviously don't go crazy, don't drink like a half gallon of water in the morning, you don't need that. Just a nice tall glass, it'll hydrate you, and will help to kind of mitigate the dehydration of the caffeine you're about to drink. And when you do finally drink a bunch more caffeine, I would kind of titrate it out throughout the day, so maybe set a limit for yourself and say, okay, I'm going to have three cups of coffee. That's it. That's my goal. And do it throughout the day and slowly, because if you drip that caffeine into your system, it'll still keep everything running and you won't have that awful caffeine crash. Um, Additionally, try to hydrate in between cups of coffee. This will help you moderate because if your stomach is full of water, you're not going to want to drink too much more coffee, but it's also going to dehydrate you because not only does coffee dehydrate you, but sleep deprivation dehydrates you as well. So if you stay hydrated throughout the day, you can kind of stave off the effects of dehydration and feel more awake. Um, And that's, that's another good thing. That's great because you don't want to feel crappy. That's the goal here. And then finally, small bouts of exercise throughout the day can help you kind of feel more awake in these little moments. And you don't need to go crazy. Like, don't go to the gym on your lunch break. If you want to, you can, but this isn't what I'm telling you to do. Just maybe do a bunch of jumping jacks or take a quick walk around your school or your office building. Or just find a place where people won't stare at you too much and do some jumping jacks or squats or run in place for a moment or two. Like, it doesn't really take much. It's just a quick burst of energy to kind of push you along and keep you going. And that's basically it. Though That's my advice for trying to come back from having a really, really crappy night's sleep. In, I guess, four easy steps. And just to recap, that's blue light in the morning, whether it be from like a fancy alarm clock or just an LED light or an app on your phone. 50 seconds of blue light exposure, first thing. Um, your breakfast should be, and the meals you eat throughout the day, should be heavily um, concentrated in protein and fat. Carbohydrates should be from vegetables. And you should be avoiding sugar and cheap refined carbohydrates, and that is so that you do not spike your blood sugar too much, and so that you keep a slow and steady energy kind of filtering into your system throughout the day. Um, Finally, you should be drinking a ton of water and slowing your caffeine intake because you, I mean, like sleep deprivation, as we just literally just talked about, dehydrates you, and so does caffeine. And too much caffeine can actually have the opposite effect that you want. So if you alternate cups of water with cups of coffee, you should be pretty okay and avoid having that coffee overwhelm feeling where you're like, oh, my God, I just drank three cups in a row, and now I need a nap. And then a small burst of exercise throughout the day at various moments will kind of give you a little boost and make you feel more awake, at least for the next half hour or so. So if you need to, like, every half hour, like, get up and run in place, do it. Like, if that's what you need, that's what you need. And then, of course, just take a nap when you get home. That's it's pretty simple. Not too long, otherwise you won't sleep at night. And then try to sleep. Just do it. Just sleep. Have a good night's sleep. It's pretty basic. And that's pretty much it. So thank you so much for listening. Um, I'm super excited to have this podcast. I'm super excited to see all of the views come in and your comments and your emails. Everyone checking out the show notes, which are available at healthygamergirl.com slash show notes. I really do appreciate it. So if you have a question or a comment, feel free to contact me. Healthygamergirl.com has links to all of my social channels as well as my email address. Um, I will get back to you as soon as possible. And if you want to leave a review on iTunes or Stitcher, it is so welcome. I really, really do appreciate that. It makes me super happy to see those as well. Not that that's what this is all about. But if you do enjoy this podcast, please feel free to leave a review. Um, And if you have any suggestions for future podcasts, I would love to hear them. So again, you can hit me up on any of my social channels, which are available at healthygamergirl.com, or leave a comment in the podcast on iTunes or Stitcher. So thank you so much. I hope you have a fabulous week.